Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 136. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> and it is titled Astrology, Compatibility, and Relationship. Every once in a while, we come up with a topic that I go, what, we haven't done this before? How have we not done this before? So one of the things that's interesting is, is that we often hear from people when they're single and they're dating that, oh, I want to know what sign he is. You know, is he this sign or that sign or is she this or that? And they're always trying to figure out whether or not this person could potentially be a compatible mate. So raise your hand in the audience if you've ever looked at an astrology chart for somebody to find out whether or not they were a good match. Yes, (laughs) all hands are up. (laughs) So you probably have too. So then the question becomes, does this really work? Is there any truth to it whatsoever? can you get any benefit out of it? You know, like what, what do you do with this information once you find it out? What if, what if it says you're awesome, but it turns out not to be? And what if it says that you're terrible, but it turns out to be great? Like what, people have so many questions about it. So we are going to answer all of those questions for you. <laughs> and we also collected some fascinating information from people who specialize in astrology. And so because it is not what we do, we do like it. We have books and, and yes, we have checked those things in the past. Uh, however, some people do this for a living and hey, they compiled uh, different things on how each sign show up in the bedroom. So make sure you listen to with the end because it's going to be really fun. Before we get started, let's give a big shout out to our sponsor power and mastery. So if you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out power and mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men. Whether you want to have harder erections, last longer in the bedroom, or increase your sexual skills, there is something for you at powerandmastery.com. Okay. So when we talk about astrology... What are we talking about? Are we talking about Western astrology, you know, like uh, Aries and blah, blah, blah and all that? Or are we talking about Chinese astrology or maybe some others? Because I know there's others, there's Vedic astrology and all that. We today are primarily going to talk about both Western and Chinese because those are the ones that we know the best. And those are probably the two most common that people use. Every once in a while, somebody will be like, I don't believe in any of that stuff. It's ridiculous. But my Vedic astrologer, that's the real deal. You know? <laughs> so uh, if that's the system you love, awesome. Um, the same things that we talk about will still apply regardless of which system you are using. So, I mean, uh, and I want to define also, I, I guess I sort of already did a little bit, but when we say Western astrology, we're talking about the astrology that most people in the Western world, Europe, U.S., Like North the America. zodiac signs, the basically. The zodiac signs, right, exactly. The 12 zodiac signs and, and you know, that, that are corresponding to the day that you were born. You know, one thing to keep in mind is astrology, I believe, is very powerful. 
However, when you just read your horoscope or the one little things like things we're going to share today kind of tend to be on the surface. You have to remember that in order to have a really full, accurate picture, not only do you need your uh, date of birth, but the time of the birth. Like this makes a huge difference once you start to get into the nitty gritty. So if you're like, astrology doesn't really work for me, you know, maybe if you just stayed on the level of what you find in the magazine, I get it. Most of it is more for fun. Uh, but if you can find someone who specializes and then narrows it down with your birth time and the planets, that's fascinating information. Yeah, well, so you need you need the, the date, you need the time, and you also need the location. Yes. Because it shows you what stars and planets were visible from the sky at the exact time that you were born. So yeah, that's a good point to make is that just saying, oh, you're such and such a sign only tells you so much because there's tons of people with the exact same sign, as we say, um, but that have multiple different other planets and things that were present when they were born. So, and, you know, another distinction I want to make too with the two systems is that the Western goes by uh, the month that you were born. So there's, there's a, a month range that is this particular sign and then another sign and then another sign, whereas Chinese actually goes by the year that you were born. And so one of the reasons why I think it's interesting to use more than one system is because you have levels, right? So I, I look at it as like, you know, you have each level is kind of stepping you down another level of granularity, right? And, and we have these cyclical cycles throughout um, astronomy, when we're talking about uh, uh, cycles and the pre uh, procession of the ages and, and that kind of stuff, you see that there are cycles that repeat. And that's what we're talking about when we're talking about a particular sign is that there's a cycle that repeated and you were born during that cycle. And there are mo many different cycles. So that's why sometimes it's helpful to look at more than one system. Okay. I think we've Talked to that enough. <laughs> I want to bring also one thing before we dive in deeper is, and, and we'll bring that back again, but some people let those things define who they are and it really doesn't have to be. And it is possible to transcend anything, any of the things that you've been told, that you've read. If you set your mind to doing something different or to, do, to being different, you can do it. And that's Really important to know that. Oh, we're going to come back to that multiple times throughout mm -hmm. this. But <laughs> I wanted to say it up front before we get diving deeper because it's essential to understand that ultimately you are your own master of your own destiny. Absolutely. And that's going to be one of the main themes of this <laughs> episode. But th there's going to be other stuff in there too. So another question that often comes up when people start talking about this is... Well, aren't there other systems too that I could use? Yeah, there are actually lots of other systems. Human design is another system that's supposed to take all of these systems together and present you with a more unified whole picture. Um, we had... Um, the Myers-Briggs, the Enneagram. Yeah, yeah. We had Larry Michael from Match Matrix, and there's a system there that he uses. There are lots of different systems that you could potentially use, and... You know, our take on it is this, is that they tell you things about you, right? So they give you an idea about different traits that you have. And especially when it comes to 
something like um, astrology, right? Because astrology basically says what planets were present and stars were present at the time that you were born. Those are the energies that you were exposed to when you came here on this planet, and therefore they have some influence as to how you behave and act in this world. But I always see those as sort of the default pattern, right? It's like it's the pattern that you came in with, but it's not the one that you are a slave to for the rest of your life, meaning that if you actually take the time to do personal work in this world, you can change some of those patterns. And that's why sometimes when people say, well, there's one of two things. People read their, their sign and they go, that doesn't sound like me at all. Well, there's one of two things that's usually happening there. One is they're probably in denial about their patterns. So if you ask other people who know them, their friends and their family members, their significant other, they're over there going, oh, yeah, uh yeah, it sounds just like them. (laughs) The other thing that's likely going on as well is that people can transcend these patterns. And so if you've taken the time to do the work, you're like, yeah, I know that that that's a pattern. Like when I look at my own astrology, some of the negative sides, because every sign, it doesn't matter what system you're using, has a positive and a negative side. Like there's no one that's, oh, this is the best sign person to be with whatever. Everyone has its positives and negatives. And when I look at the negatives for my sign, I go, wow, that really doesn't sound like me, but it used to. Mm. If I think about me... 20 or 30 years ago, I go, oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Used to be mean. So I want to talk about, for all the ladies listening here, because I I feel like it's a little bit more of a trait that women have. Like, should you use astrology to pick a mate or rely on it? Because I know for sure I used to. That's the big question. Should you use it? So my take on it is, again, is a good tool to use. But I think you always need to give a person a chance because what if the person has done personal growth and you're like, how do you feel when you're with that person? How is the experience? If you solely rely on just before even knowing the person, putting them in a box and saying, this is going to work, this is not going to work, you might be rubbing yourself off a fantastic connection or experience with someone because you're staying on the mental level rather than being more into the heart space or your sexuality too. And I believe that it can give you some understanding and having more compassion for somebody else. So I was talking with a client of mine last week and she was saying, oh, but men are like this or women are different. And I'm like, You know, that's the thing. You don't want the other person, whether they are men or women or a different sign, to be exactly like you. It's understanding how they respond, what they do, and then it's just loving them for who they are without trying to change them. So I think sometimes astrology can help you be like, okay, this person's going to be more heady, or this person is having this set of, of qualities, and these are things that I can deal with. These are things that I could support or maybe these are so different for me but I could learn I could grow from that experience so should you rely on it to pick a partner no should you use it to get more understanding and deepening the relationship why not it's a great tool absolutely that really is the the uh, the honest answer which is that it's a tool amongst many other tools that you can add to your toolbox and use to help 
but not rely on. So that that's important. We are going to cover that some more. Uh, but first, I want to I want to get more into what what do astrology systems say about you know relationship matches, right? Because they all say something. Like, do they just say? Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, 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 yes, 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 no. Or do they actually say, on a scale of one to 10, you're a three or you're a seven, or like, how exactly do they go about doing that? Well, the answer depends a little bit on the system. So, in general, what they will do is tell you which signs tend to be more compatible and which signs tend to be less compatible. Depending on who the astrologer is, they might even give you a semi-ranking system or they'll give you three hearts or four hearts or, you know, out of five or whatever it is. So the idea is that nothing really is a straight yes or no. Darn. <laughs> I bet that's what you were looking for, right? Like, oh, again, one of those... You know, thing to understand too is that it can show where the challenges can be. And so I'm going to take my parents for an example. So my parents are in the Eastern astrology, the Chinese. They like one of the worst match possible. My parents have been together. They are going to celebrate 50 years uh, wedding anniversary next year or, or anniversary, I think, of being together. And even for being the worst match possible, they've got 50 years together and they're still together and they haven't divorced and they're still happy and in love. But when we were reading some of the things about the challenges, I could see those things showing up in their relationship. They learned through the years to make do and the best out of what they had and find ways and strategies to communicate and create the connection that they wanted independently of what a piece of paper or astrology said. Yeah. And so we're going to talk about how to use this information in a little bit. But since we're still talking about what do these systems say... Um, we're going to just give you a couple of brief examples. We're going to kind of go through the signs from the two major systems and tell you what they say about you as a sign when it comes to the bedroom. Because <laughs> it's just fun. Why not? You want to know. I know you want to know. <laughs> <laughs> so we found this information from uh, the one about the zodiac sign is from Lamar Townsend Taro, a um, man who has different things on astrology. And it's, it was fascinating, some of the stuff. So we're going to start with Aries. So if you are an Aries, this is um, people who are naturally dominant and like to take charge in the bedroom. People born under the zodiac sign Aries do not mind quickies and can be spontaneous and sexually adventurous. Cool. Awesome. If you're Taurus, and we're going to go somewhat quickly through that, so know if it's you or your partner, take some notes or listen to that again. But Taurus people are generous and accommodating in bed. People born under the zodiac sign Taurus can be dominant and persistent during sex. Taurus people like what they like, and they don't like what they don't like. Taurus people can also be great with foreplay before sex. 
That's that's pretty cool. Let's talk about cancer people. So those ruled by cancer are deeply emotional and view sex as a way to deeply connect with their partners. And those born under this sign love affection during sex. And they also value emotional connection with their sexual partners. Let's move on to the Leos. So the Leos are deeply sexual and love impressing their partners. People born under the zodiac sign Leo love affection during sex. Also, oh, that's good. And that's like the other one. And they love to sexually please their partners. And they can also have surprisingly high sexual stamina in the bedroom. Ooh. Now let's move on to our Virgos here. So Virgo people tend to be very sensual and attentive during sex. They love connecting with their sexual partner on a mental level and they also love affection and cuddling after sex. If you are a Libra, the Libra are seductive and flirtatious in bed and people born under the zodiac sign Libra love to sexually please their partners. Libra people can also be great with foreplay before sex. I can see how some of these would be really good matches together as I'm reading quickly through that. Uh, let's talk about our Scorpios. And Scorpios, are um, they have a sexual nature, sexual desires and animalistic instinct and how they express in their raw energy. Those people, the Scorpio, are extremely sexual and love to have passionate and intense sex. People born under the zodiac sign of the Scorpio view sex as a way to deeply connect with their partners. Yeah, guys always think they want a Scorpio until they have a Scorpio. Sounds like, oh, wow, how do I deal with that? <laughs> Let's talk about the Sagittarius here. So those people are deeply sexual and love connecting with their sexual partners on a mental level. Sagittarius people have the ability to switch between being dominant and submissive and they can also be spontaneous and sexually adventurous now the capricorn capricorn tend to be extremely sexual and love to have passionate sex people born under the sign of capricorn can be dominant during sex and they also have a surprisingly high sexual stamina in the bedroom now let's talk about the Aquarius here. Aquarius people love connecting with their sexual partners on a mental level. And they have the ability to switch between do being dominant and submissive. Aquarius people love to sexually please their partners and they also can be sexually adventurous. Hey, I'm an Aquarius and I, I have to agree that it kind of works here. And let's talk about the Pisces. Uh, Pisces are all about a deeply sexual and love... Uh, are people who are deeply sexual and love connecting with their sexual partner on both an emotional level and a mental level. And people born under the zodiac sign Pisces love affection and attentiveness during sex. Are we missing the Gemini? We are. We so, are missing it because there's two Tauruses yes. here in the notes. Somehow we missed Gemini. Well, we're not Gemini people. I am going to find you your answer because I do have a phone right here. So as Kevin keeps talking, I will find the Gemini and we'll get back to you. All right. So you were listening to us describe the different signs. And the question is... Uh, do any of them sound like you? So, you know, I was listening to them and thinking about past partners I've had and how, how do they kind of match up with that? And actually, I think it matches up pretty well. <laughs> and I think back about it. Um, I do think they tend to be rather accurate. Now, keep in mind also that 
you know, you can find a whole bunch of different resources. We have multiple books. You can find lots of websites and they'll all give you slightly different, you know, answers. So this, these ones that we just read come from one particular website, Mm -hmm. but in in general, I, I think they do tend to be somewhat accurate. I have found the Gemini. And, you know, I knew I missed that one because Kevin is a Gemini. And I'm like, I don't think I read that one. So thank you for your patience here. Let's talk about our Gemini. Gemini people are great at leading conversations to sex. And um, they are people, those people born under the zodiac sign. Gemini love connecting with their sexual partners on a mental level. They also love pillow talk and can be great with foreplay before sex. So mental level, that was the same thing with the Aquarius. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there is. Hence why, again, some compatibility. Now, uh, I'm an Aquarius, you're a Gemini, and it works very well. Maybe if you are with a different partner, they may not be so much into your thing, but it comes down to communication. So knowing this about yourself, you know, when we just read these signs, did you feel like it described part of you. Now, rather than wanting to change or being like, this is like something I'm going to fight against, embrace it. And now to take it to the next step is rather than trying to, you know, to, to change yourself or try to make your partner be more like you, like explain why you want this, what it gives to you and how it really helps you to feel more connected or sexual. And if you are in a committed relationship, then you are willing to do these things. You know, like for me, I'm very big on mental and, and I do like the talking. Luckily, Kevin is the first partner I have who likes the talking to the same level than I do. Previous partner used to tell me like, oh, you talk too much or like, come on, like quiet down your mind. And that used, I used to stifle that part of myself, but then I wasn't able to get to the higher level of sexuality. Now, whether you find a partner who's as compatible as Kevin is for me, or somebody who's willing to play in the same ways that you need, then that's what matters. Because if the person is willing to not judge you for this and be like, this is how they like it. And because we are in this relationship together and there are so many things that makes this person wonderful, I am willing to give that to that person that's all that matters yeah so basically find someone that likes the same stuff you do if you're single and if you're not single uh just find ways to explain to each other why you like and need what you like and need so that the other person will be happy to give you what you like and need so we're always coming back to that communication part but we're also talking about having awareness of the self and having emotional intelligence, which we'll get back to. Mm -hmm. But we want to do a short sponsor break before we talk about the Eastern uh, sexuality and sexual compatibility here. So um, we we want to thank Onnit for sponsoring today's show. And Onnit has a lot of amazing supplements. One that we wanted to tell you about is the vitamin D. If you're not yet taking and supplementing with vitamin D, you probably should because most people have low levels of vitamin D. You definitely should. And even if you're supplementing, you might want a better supplement. Mm-hmm. I mean, vitamin D causes your hormones and your libido to peak during the summer month. It impacts your sex hormones, your mood. And this is why it's so important because, you know, your sex drive, your testosterone, I mean, your estrogen as a woman, I mean, so many things are linked to your vitamin D. Now, you get your vitamin D from being outside and in the sun, and most people don't get enough of that. So Onnit has created a 
plant-based vitamin D free supplement spray that contains provides 1,000 IU of vitamin D per serving, and it's a small spray that you can put in your pocket in your briefcase and just have sunshine wherever and whenever you need it. Now, if you go to onit.com, O-N-N-I-T.com, you can find the vitamin D and use our coupon code Love Lab at the checkout to get 10% off uh, your your purchase. And to support the show, the way that you can support the show and help us to continue making all the amazing content we put out there for free is to buy the products that we that sponsor us. That's how we make. So, Kevin, why don't you read us a little bit of the uh, Eastern uh, viewpoints when it comes to sexuality? If you don't know yet what you are, so we are talking about Chinese astrology. You got to go through your year. However, Chinese New Year does not start on December 31st, like January 1st, like ours does. So so you have to kind of look, uh, you know, a simple search on the Internet will give you that. Knowing if you are at the beginning of the year between January and February, you could still be the previous year's signs. Yeah, depending on what you you were born, because it changes. Okay, so we'll just quickly run through some of the traits of each one of the signs. So the first sign is the rat. And let's see, the rat is a number one kind of person, loving to be first at the finish line. This is good if you're the female in the relationship. If not, the person will find himself doing do-overs to please his partner. Rats love to kiss and experiment with different toys Keep a pack of batteries handy and some munchies for after. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, I should say that I got these also from a website called CaliforniaPsychics.com. So um, that's where these particular descriptions come from. Let's talk about the ox. So ox are slow, steady, strong, and safe. And the ox has a great upper body strength and wonderful legs. And they need plenty of time to get comfortable before embarking on sexual relations. By the time you get there, you'll find it was well worth the wait. All right. Tiger, totally fierce, beautiful, and profoundly skilled in in the sexual arena. Tigers have a strong desire to please and love long sessions of hot, steamy sex. Keep the window cracked to let in air. They will take your breath away and have the room steamed up for sure. I will say that Kevin is a tiger, and that is a d- very accurate description. <laughs> Woo-hoo! <laughs> Woo-hoo! Let's talk about the rabbits. Rabbits are... Um, <laughs> they, they, have, they put both rabbit and cat in there. I've never heard of that, so I'm just reading both rabbit, cat. Anyway, oh yeah, that's weird. Um, you, they have a lazy kind of energy, but they are so soft and sweet. You want to hold them and stroke the hair. Um, once you get the bunny going, they don't want to stop. So lavishing them with love will bring out their skill sets. And as you, they give back the good loving, you'll find yourself reaching for more Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up is the dragon, the mythical dragon. Being good with their hands makes the dragon a hands-on kind of lover. They are not much for chit-chat or expressing themselves with words. Even the dragon woman is the strong, silent type. Their sense of humor makes for fun pillow talk afterwards. Once relaxed, they're more likely to open up and express their love with words. So funny. Like, I'm thinking about past lovers I've had, and I know where they are. I'm uh-huh. like, this stuff is so accurate. It's funny because <laughs> we both had past lovers that were dragons. Uh-huh. And I'm reading that, too, and I'm like, that kind of describes him. And you're like, that describes her, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> Let's talk about the snakes. Uh, snakes are um, long and lean, smooth, and good with unusual moves. The yogi and kundalini-inspired snake is a skillful master in the lovemaking realm. 
now. Nothing short of fabulous is this creator creature. Sorry, the snake has the ability to deliver and to bring out the best in their partners. All right, horses, giddy up. <laughs> <laughs> but no saddle is necessary. <laughs> the horse is a joy to share intimate moments with, bringing satisfaction to the table. Passion and strength makes this lovely creature a solid love mate. They will take you wherever you want to go without complaining about being tired. Let's talk about the sheep. So the sheep is, uh, they are smart and sensual and they know what they're doing when it comes to pleasing their partner. With talents in the musical realm, the sheep will sing you a love song or recite a poem to bring you to your knees. Mm, no pun intended. <laughs> All right. Next is the monkey. What you give the monkey, you will get back. The monkey is only as good as their partner. They have a way of mirroring your moves. This creature is very physical, loves to play, and will keep playing until you both pass out. Let's talk about the rooster. Did someone say threesome or foursome? The bird loves diversity. They're in charge no matter how many are in beds. Be it all at once or having more than one lover, they aim to please. Keeping the lights on or having daytime sessions is part of the nature of this fine feathered friend. You know, I did have a bunch of threesomes and foursomes with a rooster. That's true. That's so fascinating. That really did happen. <laughs> okay, we've got two more before we talk a little bit more. Let's talk about the dogs. That's uh, me, by the way. All right. Sexy and smart. The dog is loyal and faithful, which makes for a good lover. Oral activity is a favorite of the dog. That is true. <laughs> Make sure you wear sweet perfume as the fragrance creates an atmosphere that drives dog the dog crazy and brings out the best performance possible. Yes, dogs are very attracted to smells. That is also true. <laughs> It doesn't have to be perfume either, just mm -hmm. any smell that turns them on. The pheromones. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the boar or pig. Um, honesty gives the boar a sense of compassion that makes lovemaking a spiritual experience. They possess a tenderness that makes you feel loved, even if the sexual act is only for fun. They are mentally creative, creative beyond the norm, and when in motion, the boar is a tireless pleaser. So as you can see, each one of these signs had fascinating attributes and there's not one sign that's better than the other. There's not one that says, oh, you're just good at that. There are things that comes in naturally. And maybe when we describe some of these, you were like, ooh, I wonder what having sex with a rooster would be like because I've always wanted like threesome and stuff. So I could have somebody who's open to that. And maybe it's a repressed rooster who's never wanting to uh, even explore that. Understand that these are some tendencies and qualities or attributes that can can be there, but they don't always express. Okay, so now this is where the rubber hits the road, as they say, which is how can you and your partner's astrology affect your relationships? So we've been talking about this a little bit, but like we just read some that like, the, for instance, the example you gave of you and I, where both of our signs say that we like the mental aspect and we like to talk about it, mm -hmm. right? So one of the ways that this information can be useful is, you know, Let's say you're with somebody who doesn't like to talk, right? You can understand why they don't want to talk. Like, so one of my favorite things to do, and I know you love it too, because we've been doing it since the beginning we were together and we, we have talked about it. But one of the things I love to do, especially on a weekend, is to just sleep in, wake up, cuddle, talk a little bit, and then make love. So I had um, a partner who was a dragon and... She hated that. <laughs> she, she said, 
just get to it already. Like, that was her thing. Just get to it already. What's with all the talking? Like, just shut up and fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, some of you guys are going, yeah, great. Finally, it's about time I had a woman who said shut up and fuck me, right? Like, if that's you, awesome, you know? For me, it was just really about establishing some connection first and then go to the fucking. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And what's interesting, too, is that the mental access foreplay for us. And so Mm -hmm. it's not for everyone, but for us, because we're so mental, that that drives us like crazy that still turns us on keeps us in that constant crazy state of arousal yes <laughs> and so foreplay doesn't mean just that it's petting genitalias or oral or whatever activities of that kind it can be so many different things so realize that then once you start to understand your partner and their little we call those kinks maybe uh, what they are it's so much easier because it's not one size fits all right so so there's two things that you can learn from this the first one is if you're looking for somebody, look for somebody that wants to lay in bed and talk before they make love, because that's obviously going to make both of you happy. And if you're with somebody already who doesn't, or the next person you meet, maybe that's one of the things that they don't like to do, you can have some more compassion and empathy. You can understand rather than getting frustrated when they want to talk to you because you're like, God damn it, I just want to fuck already. You know, you can have some compassion and go, oh, I get it. This is what they need. This is what they like. This this is what's going to get them into the mood. So let's talk about when you're not a good match. So maybe you've been with your partner for a long time. Now you're like, oh, I'm going to check things out. And now it's like, oh my gosh, we're not a good match. Well, for number one, take a deep breath. You're going to be all right. Okay. And number two, it's all about what you're doing with the information and what you're doing with your own self. Because Again, we're going to come back to what we previously talked about, about having awareness of oneself. It can transcend any limitations. So, for example, Maharishi Yogesh, he used to... um, you know, he was like a, a guru type, right? Who was into transcendental meditation. And one of the things that he would do, most people tend to look for auspicious days with astrology. And then that's when they launch their uh, product or course or whatever. What he would ask his astrologer about was to find the least auspicious day to start his launch. And that's when he would start it to prove that astrology does not define the results you get because you have the power to change even the stars. And that was a really powerful message because if you believe that this is going to be the box you're going to be stuck in forever, it's going to define everything from now on, that is the experience you are going to have. If you believe that you can transcend that and still create any reality that you want, that is also true and that is also the experience you're going to have so if you are not on the paper a perfect match then look at where are the areas that that are effortless where you guys match very well and where are the areas where it's difficult sometimes and then learn skills to bridge the gaps it's that simple yeah it really is and and uh, you know a great example of that reframe and the reframe is this says we're not a good match, so we're not a good match. The, and, and then we reframe that to, okay, now we can see where the differences, differences are, and then we can take steps to change that. So the perfect example of that was I mentioned earlier in the show uh, when we had Larry Michael on from Match Matrix. And early on in Match Matrix history, they were focusing a lot on the, oh, you're compatible or you're not compatible. And over the years, after having worked with so many people, 
Larry came to the conclusion that it wasn't about you're compatible or you're not compatible, that it was about using that information to figure out how to work with each other. So if you find out you have different communication styles, that's a big thing in, in the match matrix, um, uh, also called the four answers now. I, I think I've been referring to it by the old name. <laughs> um, but uh, one, of the, um, one of the big things in that was communication styles, right? And so people say, oh, well, we don't have the communication style. It's never going to work. But what we learned is that if you know you have different communication styles, you can find tools to bridge those gaps, And that's really what it's about. It's like, okay, I know I communicate this way. You communicate that way. How can we find a way to take that information and bridge the gap and still find a way to communicate effectively? I feel like it's very similar to the love languages where maybe your main love language differs from your partner, but it's not that hard to learn that language. And then once you know that your partner likes something different, because you love your partner, you're going to give this to them. And then your partner is going to give you the one you prefer too. And that's how it works. Yeah, that's another fantastic example. The love languages is just another system. It just tells you another piece of information about a particular person that you can then use. Remember, you're not a statistics, you're not a horoscope or whatever it is. Don't let that define who you are. We have unlimited potential as human beings and it's all about growing, exploring, changing and creating for yourself what works and you can 100% transcend any of these traits and growing into a better version of yourself. Ultimately, if you are with a partner who brings out the best in you, you are with the right person independently of whether or not you are compatible on paper with your astrology. So give this person a chance to see where it goes. Don't just let your head stop you for having a fantastic fantastic connection with somebody else. Absolutely. And that's really the conclusion of this entire talk, which is that, yeah, I mean, it can be a tool that you can use. It can be helpful. Don't rely on it and use the information that you learn from these tools to have better relationships. That's really what it's all about. All right, everybody, that's all the time we have for this episode. We hope you learned something interesting and fun, and we will see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs>